0: common room. Joining us tonight for a special feature, here is Abe, our Radio 3 intern. Just as in many other parts of the world, Hong Kong's trans community faces a plethora of challenges, ranging from discrimination and stigmatization at schools in the workplace to the inability to identify as their preferred gender on legal documentation. This inhibits their ability to participate freely in society and can take a massive toll on their mental health. To explore this topic further, we talk to Brenda Rodriguez-Alegre, an openly trans-university lecturer and advocate for LGBTQ plus rights. Hi, Brenda.
1: Hi, hello. Good evening to everyone. And I am Brenda Rodriguez-Alegre. You can just call me Brenda. Thank you for having me here.
0: No problem. So uh, first up, could you just please introduce yourself to the audience? Yes, I am
1: a lecturer at the University of Hong Kong. Uh, I teach uh, at the gender studies program. So I teach uh, um, several gender studies courses. I've been living in Hong Kong for about 10 years. But I am from the Philippines. And I'm on the side I also do advocacy work for LGBTQI and women's rights. I am part of ILGA Asia. I was also on the... World Board of Ilgo World I'm also part of STRAP the Society of Transsexual Women, Women of the Philippines which is the first long and longest existing trans organization in the Philippines and I also I was a part of an LGBTQI uh, choir here in Hong Kong called the Harmonics
0: yeah. Right, so that's a lot of advocacy work. Obviously the topic of our feature today is trans rights. So my first question to you is, I mean, what does it mean to be transgender?
1: To be transgender means that uh, the your gender, the experience of your gender is actually not required to be aligned to what you were assigned with at birth. So people are expecting that a baby grows up to, to conform to their birth assignment you know but that's assigned gender that's not gender identity and people are also thinking that everyone who's transgender should actually be transitioning should be taking hormones undergo surgery and only assign binary ways but then the thing is there it's also a spectrum of identities so there are trans binary trans people as there are also non-binary trans people so you could be somewhere in between you're not required to be at the very exact point so to me i was assigned male at birth But I identify as a woman.
0: A recent study conducted by the Chinese University of Hong Kong showed that. 51% 51% of trans people surveyed had previously faced discrimination at schools, workplaces, or whilst using public premises. So that, that's a lot of people within the trans community facing discrimination. That's really worrying. In your view, why is this discrimination and the, and the stigmatization of trans people so ubiquitous within Hong Kong?
1: Um, maybe there are different layers there. One layer is the legal uh, layer because trans people are not legally recognized in Hong Kong, so there should be like a gender recognition law. But so we are not, unlike in un, in other countries, like for example Argentina, in some uh, European countries, in Canada, where there is an option to actually identify as the gender you identify as. Um, another layer is cultural, so the social cultural layer is also an, an issue because I think our societies in Asia have somehow become very conservative along the way, and we have rejected. The ideas of the spectrum of gender or the fluidity of gender and sexuality. So, this may be one of the reasons. So, the lack of visibility is also another social cultural factor. Some LGBT people may be quite present, but among that spectrum of identities, trans people are more invisible. You know, there is that fear of transitioning in public, the fear of coming out, the fear of transitioning in the workplace, the fear of losing their inheritance. You know, so maybe that contributes to the prejudice and the discrimination experienced by trans people
0: actually you referred to uh l- to, to legal matters in that response so in 2019 actually there was a pretty important court decision the court of final appeal ruled that trans people in order to be able to identify as their preferred gender on their hgid cards that they had to undergo a physical transition so sex reassignment surgery what are your thoughts on that decision
1: it is not an inclusive approach to looking at transness. It actually defines transness as a biologically determined way of existing, you know? So it's like, uh, we are being forced to live in a body that may, we may not really want. You know, some trans people want to undergo certain surgeries. Others don't. Some trans people want to do the hormones. Uh, others don't. You know, so uh, especially some of us are also, we also have pre-existing health issues, So that's why we may not be able to do all of the transitioning process. Or we may not afford them. We may not have the system for them. So this is like a very limiting kind of uh, uh, procedure or policy, right? Which is not inclusive of all kinds of trans people. So for some, they benefit from it, but others don't.
0: A recent study by HKU actually suggests that 80%, so quite a significant number of Hong Kongers are quote-unquote accepting of trans people and as you said there isn't a gender recognition act there's no legislation to prevent trans people from facing discrimination at the workplace or when using public services. Why hasn't this very sweeping support for trans rights within the community been reflected
1: in the law? Well, as far as the law is concerned, I, I can't speak about that because, you know, that's, uh, there have already been um, propositions, you know, on gender recognition, but I don't know where it is at the moment. So that's one layer. But uh, speaking of that 80 percent, you know that is also interesting. I'm from HKU myself, and uh, I sometimes wonder why that figure seems so high. Because as someone who lives as a trans person, I do experience um, pre- prejudice every now and then. I could feel it, and sometimes I could see it and experience it myself. And I have heard through others who I know, um, who are trans, have also experienced uh, prejudice and discrimination. So I-, I think it's it's very interesting to to look into that into those figures uh, deeply, especially if we can look at the qualitative aspects, right? Because sometimes numbers can be deceiving also. That's true. You know.
0: Thank you so much to Dr. Brenda Rodriguez Alegre for her sharing. Stay tuned next week as we continue our conversation about this topic. Oh!